Hello, hello, and welcome to Art Pop Talk. I'm Gianna. And I'm Bianca. Today we are Art Pop Talking as usual, but we're making it fun size. That's right. We are dissecting two art news stories, Lightning McQueen style. On our mark, get set, Art Pop Talk. Hey, hey, hey. What up, what up, what up? So, um, when I put Lightning McQueen in our document, all I could think of this week was Kachiga, Kachiga, Kachiga. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling uh, physically and mentally, is we're just Kachiga aling along until <laughs> we hit spring break. Bianca, that's exactly, yes, that. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. That's probably why it's been stuck in my head. Thank you for making that make sense. It's just physically my entire body is just exhibiting kachiga energy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking tired. I am, yes, 1000%. I'm so glad we're on the same page. I totally it's like I knew we were on the same page, but we have literally not like had that much time to really regroup you and I since I last saw you. <laughs> literally is the last time I like saw or spoke to you was, was a party that feels like forever ago at this point, which is it also It was nuts. literally Okay, yes, that was literally two weeks ago, which is crazy because um the past two weeks has felt like an eternity. It's true. An eternity and also not. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I've been having a lot of fun. The, I mean, we're going to get into the Bachelorette, but I've been having a great February into March. I just need to stop now. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> stop now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. So in light of the... Kachiga energy that (laughs) (laughs) apparently that's what we're calling it you might be wondering Kachiga (laughs) it's giving Kachiga you might be wondering or you might not be wondering at this point why today I don't know is a fun size slash mini episode today so it could be because I am still hungover from Drunk Josh Thoughts, which I hope you all enjoyed. Also talk about Kachiga Energy because I edited that bad boy in, in like a Lightning McQueen fashion. So that was a hot mess of a fantastic episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, it was also quite possible that I am having... Uh, you know, residual hungover energy from my amazing bachelor party, which is where I saw Bianca two freaking weeks ago. And I swear <laughs> to God, that's probably the last time we spoke. It feels like it. It really does. So while all this is, you know, very much true, the spring, guys, is just It is just an extremely uh, busy time. It's a busy time for fundraising. So it's a busy time for my other job that, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, you all do not have to bear witness to. (laughs) But 
Um, we didn't want to miss another week without checking in with the class, as they say. It's true. It's true. And I think everyone, um, you know, has just been chomping at the bit to, to get the battery cap. Oh my gosh, so. yeah, we could not miss a week without doing a batch recap. So I just want to say, <clears throat> this recap would not be possible without Maid of Honor of APT, Bianca Martucci Fink. If you are interested in using Bianca for all your batch needs, use code BATCHBITCH, that's BATCHBITCH, by sliding into APT's DMs. <clears throat> this has been thought for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> jazz on jazz on jazz. <laughs> and cue Gianna. So one thing I thought was interesting from the batch was that a couple people told me they forgot what it was actually like to just be together with a group of people like this again. And it just felt really refreshed or kind of like a reset button almost. And I guess I definitely felt that way over the batch. I just can't remember the last time I really had a nice girls trip. So I just really yeah. appreciated that weekend, everybody involved, especially Bianca for doing all the wonderful planning. Um, it was really, I think just such a much needed like weekend. And I don't mm -hmm. think that I realized how much I needed it until I was there. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd been working on it for so long and the hype, like it lived up to the hype of my spreadsheet. You know what I mean? Like oh, I was like, totally. oh my God, this is going to be great. Like this is going to be great. This is going to be so great. And everything was so beyond great. And I, I cried when we all left because I was just like, we just got here. Like I, we, we just got back into a room together and now you're telling me that everyone has to leave like that's rude <laughs> like, yeah. it just was so it was so nice to see everyone and have everyone back together again I thought it was perfect it wasn't my bachelorette party but <laughs> I hope you felt the same way <laughs> no it was it was so incredible that I feel I have excellent highlights in mm. that I'm going to give to the art pop tarts in Gianna fashion, which is just mm. kind of vague and humorous enough to where I think you guys will all really appreciate it. Sure. So let's dive into it. So first up, <laughs> APT cousin and fashion expert Juliana Poro got hit in the head with a basketball at a club. <laughs> Suddenly, our group gets to go to the VIP section, boosting my ego like no other. I think that we are just hot girls getting VI treatment. <laughs> VIP treatment. The next morning, I find out the club manager saw the incident and saw our gaggle of bachelorettes. Head trauma saves the day. Thank you, Joel, for taking one for the team. And, you know, that incident got us a nice VIP section. And thank you all for letting me live in ignorant, ignorant bliss for one night, thinking that I was just so hot that I was getting special treatment which was not the case it was to cover the club's ass 
Uh, I, I just have to say, I think it was both. Like, we clearly got special treatment everywhere we went because, like, I don't know if y'all saw the pictures, but, like, did you see our group? Like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was just the cherry on top. I just love, I love that it was Juliana, and I can't explain why. Like, if anyone else got hit in the head with a basketball at a club, which – why there was a basketball in a club like there's no time to get into in this episode but i just think it's like perfection <laughs> like okay so moving right along next highlight our drag bus was byob did we know this did i know this i'll say i did not know this but the other bachelorette party on the bus with us sure did Dressing up as different Johns, because this bride's fiancé name is John, their dance moves literally, literally shook the drag queens to their very core. I have never before seen this in my life, to the point where both queens had to tell the group to get off each other's shoulders on the moving vehicle and sit down. Bianca, I know like time just went by so fast on this trip, but to my knowledge, like it was not even five o'clock. Even so, even if it was, we were way too sober to witness what we had witnessed. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I had an edible. (laughs) so I had an edible as well, but it did not kick in. (laughs) It it, like, (laughs) I was in too much shock that I got so worried that it was like bringing down the group so I was like feeling nervous (laughs) (laughs) not the whole time (laughs) but like the first half I was like is everyone having fun is everyone having fun is everyone having fun (laughs) it was just like because the other group was it sucked the they they sucked the life out of out of everyone like a fucking dementor like because they just <laughs> they literally they they soaked up all the energy that the bus had to offer and then put it into their own bodies and spit it out in the form of these dance moves that I will never again see in my life Bianca again just per perfectly described I have never seen someone suck the life and soul and joy out of a drag queen before which mm-hmm. is you know you are it is a you have a special power if you, you have, have a the capacity special power if you have the capacity to take away from the performer's moment and i just yeah. was like in i was <laughs> i was shocked i was shocked yeah yeah um but yes my edible had not kicked in had it maybe <laughs> Maybe it would have been a smidge more entertaining, but we were just not on the same level as this no, other group. No. Um, so it was funny. Bachelorettes in the wild, folks, you know, sometimes, sometimes you are just not on the same page as other people. And that's okay. <laughs> I hope they're alive today. Listening I, to I sure do as well. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, okay, next highlight, Hunkomania. So I don't know if anyone 
listening on the pod has ever been to a male review show before, but neither have I. So my thought, at least, I don't want to speak for the group, even though I have our thoughts in our document, is that it was going to be like the theater. You know, it was going to be like art. There was going to be a stage, kind of like a burlesque show, you know? Um, This was not the case. (laughs) As we walk into what was basically a small bar, I started to contemplate my life choices and the small set design, which can only be described as a tacky lodge with a giant taxidermy moose, which as we all know, is literally my greatest fear. (laughs) Gianna, I wasn't thinking about the taxidermy when we got in there. I think I was just too focused on the like, kidding me? I was like, there's a moose here. Uh, (laughs) There is no stage. I was 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 too concerned about the stage not being there. I'm just I I forgot about the moose. I'm so glad I was not the only one that like walked up this like weird staircase (laughs) into this like upper level like small bar situation and was like um like I thought there was gonna be a a stage. (laughs) Oh no, we we all thought there was. And then there was this giant (laughs) catastrophe of a moose on the wall, and I was they sat me down right in front of it i mean that but that's where you had to go. like we didn't have a choice like you had to sit there like they, but but then like 30 seconds later you you probably forgot about the moose right i did i did there was definitely <laughs> other some other to happen to you. <laughs> um Yes. So yes, yes, it was a, it was an interactive show and uh, Mm. no, I will, I will not be saying more, uh, but shout out to Black Diamond. Shout out to Black Diamond, our dancer, which we befriended afterwards, which I asked him, I said, Black Diamond, I thought this was going to be like a stage situation. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, most are like that, but this one's not. But honestly, aren't you glad we got this one? I'm so glad. Honestly, it was a very lovely experience. And all of the like dancers, bartenders, employees of Hunkomania, we love. So yes, stand. shout stand. out. Okay. We stand. We definitely stand. And our Hopefully. BFF, Black Diamond. <laughs> and um, I, Gianna, I do want you to know that everyone has been asking about the bachelorette party. And I've given this recap to like every person in my life, like my work friends, my group here in Boston like Alyssa like everyone in my life has gotten the recap and I just need to say everyone loved it so you know everyone else had a good time hearing the story as well that honestly brings me so much joy I truly live for the recaps um (laughs) and yeah I live for the recaps so uh excellent bachelorette Bianca am I leaving out any highlights I feel like I was trying to pick the most humorous (laughs) ones also i will say just to give you all a little visualization of the other bride on the drag bus is that she dressed everyone was dressed up as a john right like john's from history john's from pop culture but she specifically decided to dress up as john her fiance when he was a little boy dressed like a hoe like to the mask I was all all in white like you weren't dressed like a hoe you were dressed like a hot bride yeah and I was just like oh like we are not on the same page (laughs) you're just a little boy 
you could have dressed up like your fiance john in any era of his life and you chose to dress up as him when he was a little boy so so many small moments too little time to to give credit to them all making making in total one fabulous weekend Right. But I, you know, I think I picked out the good ones, you know, Jewel's yeah. almost concussion, taxidermy moose, and little boy bride John situation. <laughs> little boy bride. <laughs> That's what we should have called her. We started calling her cargo shorts because she was wearing <laughs> cargo shorts. And we didn't know her name. <laughs> but I wish we could have called her little boy bride. We can't put that in. It sounds like we're mean, girly. Just call me Haley Bieber and Kylie Jenner over here. Honestly, I feel like such a mean girl. Didn't get that out. No, we're not being mean. She was just like she was a fucking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cutting this out. It's funny. Actually, I do know her name, and I don't know why. Why do you know what's her name? I think if you knew her name this whole time, and you didn't tell us. No, because I don't want to mean girl her. I don't want to call out her name on the podcast. It's so mean. Okay, you can tell me later what her name is. Oh my god. Okay, we gotta. We're gonna move on. We're moving oh on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, because this is a fast and furious mini art pop talk, we are not going to break. We are going straight into it. So, for today's mini art pop talk, We are going to bring you two stories, one for myself, one from Bianca, and Bianca, I think I will do mine first. So again, because today is a mini episode, I thought it would be fun to do a little recap on one of the artists that we've had on the podcast before. We don't always get the opportunity to follow up with all the amazing people we've had on the pod, so it's nice to be able to bring everyone listening on the podcast just a little highlight of what these incredible people are doing. So Yataka Star Fields recently shared a short film that he was a part of in collaboration with the organization Rising Hearts, which is an indigenous-led grassroots organization committed to the heart work in elevating indigenous voices, promoting and supporting intersectional collaboration efforts across all forms of movements in cultivating community with the goals of racial, social, climate, and economic justice. Particularly, their vision is for a socially, economical, and environmental just world where all who inhabit her are safe and empowered to thrive while realizing our collective potential as our organization has grown and evolved. We, Rising Hearts, focuses much on the importance of movement at the intersection of running and sports to help fundraise for and elevate topics, events, and issues we fight for and celebrate. If you go back and you listen to our conversation with Yataka, one thing that we absolutely love about him and crush so hard about is he always talks about 
being a healthy artist and how important being healthy is to his work. I also just think this is a nice story to highlight what artists do kind of outside of what they are known for. If you know Yataka, you do know that he definitely identifies as a runner, and that I think is an equally important part of who he is, just as being an artist is. But it's kind of fun to highlight what artists are doing and collaborating with other organizations outside of simply the art part. This short film is called No to Run, and it represents the opportunity for gaining knowledge, carrying the knowledge, and implementing what you've learned and best respectful practices into our lives to be a good relative to ourselves, to each other, and with the land. And I just thought that was just like so lovely. So let me read you all the description of the short film as well that Yataka shared. Quote, when representation is everything, it can make a difference and have a profound impact when community is included in spaces that lack inclusion and diversity. This short film, Note to Run, featuring Yataka Starfields, an indigenous runner, artist, and advocate, is the recipient of the GU Energy Labs and Rising Hearts 2022 Western States Endurance Run, WSER, race entry. The exclusive and mainly white race is a 100-mile-long ultramarathon. Yataka is the vessel and indigenous representative that helps bring a better understanding of the land and people who first carried for it and still do. The film celebrates all the first, first land acknowledgement and first indigenous-made poster, because Yataka did create a poster for this marathon, first indigenous runners panel and continues its kinship into 2024. The No to Run discussion will hit on themes of, quote, what are land acknowledgments and what it means to go beyond their importance, the inclusion of local indigenous communities, being a part of the conversations, making the running and outdoor community a more accessible and equitable place, and what the consultation process looks like. The WSER is a shining example of how to create more pathways to cultivate community in meaningful and sustainable ways. So this is a really kind of small and specific story, but it's always fun for us on our pop talk to have an example of how the things that we talk about in arts and the call to actions are happening in different areas of interest and different kind of modes of expression and sports being one of those. I think anytime we can talk about like the intersections of arts and culture and sports, we always kind of try to hit on that because it is a little bit harder for myself to have an entry into that world because sports is not necessarily something I am particularly a part of. It's not a method of entertainment that I consume a lot, but just like art, Sports has a lot of similarities in terms of entertainment, but we love the way that Yataka uses sports in a healthy way to advocate for himself, his work as an artist, and to be a healthy person and to just like carry on that message. And I feel particularly like in this week of Kachiga, 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 um, he's always just such a nice healthy reminder. He's such a breath of fresh air. Honestly, it's like completely intoxicating. This is just art crush at its finest. Oh, definitely. No, it's a it's a really great little short film. It's like 10 minutes long. Uh, we'll link the YouTube for you in the show notes. Definitely go and check it out. I really loved the way that the whole, even though it's 10 minutes, it just came very full circle in terms of 
the land acknowledgement, bringing Yannicka in to do the poster, how art making practices are a balanced part of his life, like you were saying, Gianna, and also just what what I loved about when they showed the land acknowledgement is how that actually relates to the run. Showing the runners run on the land that they're acknowledging, it was just a very a very lovely and very uh, kind of in your face moment to see why land acknowledgements acknowledgements matter. I feel like sometimes we can get a little distant from them. The The way that they did it and showed it in the video was really just so beautiful and so meaningful. Uh, and I hope everyone kind of carries that even just as a, you know, watching it on YouTube can carry that with them wherever they go. I thought that was really lovely. And then just seeing Yadika run a hundred miles, it, you're like, oh, it's, it's a hundred mile run. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, absolutely what? not <laughs> i just watching the run in itself he ran for 26 hours and that seems short to me like it, if i was running 100 miles it would take me more than 26 hours that's nuts it, it is i mean even aside from what the like short film was trying to encompass which was again this land acknowledgement aspect and using yataka as this vessel for opportunity and for acknowledgement right and because yataka encapsulates all these different intersections that you know this marathon is trying to bring to the surface it's the it's the actual endurance of it all and just the utmost respect that i actually have for that because i feel like Theban, for example, like loves a good challenge. I am just scarily polar opposite. And I feel like it's this kind of like endurance, this like inspiration that I actually need in my life. Because sometimes I feel like truly, Bianca, I just cannot be bothered. I think it's fair to say that most people can't be bothered to run a hundred miles, but Yadika is such a special person. And the way that he approaches different challenges in his life and his art is really just I mean it's it's so beautiful to watch and yeah like it's just it's amazing yeah I hope everyone exactly just understands why like little stories like this I mean we we want to be able to follow up with all of the artists but gosh when I saw this just like yeah adding to my obsession yeah 100%. 100%. We absolutely adore. Bianca, do you want to get into your segment? Sure. So a uh, very different direction here. I've got a little art heist news for us today. Um, as reported by Art News, Dutch police have identified the culprits behind a heist at last year's edition of the European Fine Art Fair, or TFAF. As members of the so-called Pink Panther Gang, a notorious criminal organization from the Balkans, has been active since 2001. I was looking for art news stories, saw this about a heist, and then all of a sudden there's a Pink Panther art heist gang that I didn't know about, and apparently there's a movie made about them from 2013. Like, what? The Pink Panthers are an international jewel thief network responsible for a number of robberies and thefts described as some as the most audacious in the history of organized crime. 
Am I getting pranked here? Like I like I know is it April Fool's Day? Is this a real story? I don't know. It could be like that satire piece that you read in like AP Lit and you don't know it's satire and then you feel like an idiot later when you get your paperback. Right. Like, like did you get right this now. like from the onion? I'm Yeah, true. Yeah. I, so <laughs> the organization could have more than 800 core members other Outlets said they could have like 30 to 100 members. I don't know. So yeah, Wikipedia says that many of them are ex-soldiers with extensive military backgrounds. And the organization was named by Interpol after the uh, Pink Panther series, obviously, of, you know, comedy crime. Quote, sources surrounding the investigation have connected the Panthers to the crime, says Dutch newspaper De Telegraph. Though the crime remains unresolved beyond the connection to the gang. So that's the other thing. I was like, wait, what? Like, no one has been charged. Like, they don't, there's no one that they can really identify besides, like, oh yeah, this is the work of Pink Panthers. And then this article said, this news is a vindication for Dutch detective Arthur Brand, known for his work recovering stolen artworks and antiquities, who voiced his suspicion that the gang was involved in the weeks after the June 2022 heist. Is this vindication for this detective? Like, no one has been caught. Like, I'm just, like, struggling to understand. The Pink Panthers are known for their bold daylight robberies, posing as well-dressed customers and then acting with precision to quickly make off with millions in stolen jewels. Other thefts have involved crashing cars into buildings, as well as the in 2003, following a theft of a 500,000 pound diamond from a jeweler's in London. And supposedly the thieves hid the diamond in a jar of face cream, which actually mimics a scene in the film Return of the Pink Panther. And in May 2005, Graf, uh, which is a diamond specialist in London, was targeted by the group and lost over one million pounds in jewelry. Three men were suspected of being uh, behind the theft. One of them was in possession of a firearm. Graf had been targeted in 2002 and lost 23 million pounds on that occasion, 3 million of which was recovered two years later. One of the thieves was sentenced to 15 years in prison in 2004. So <laughs> this $33 million heist... Uh, at the time was the largest heist in British history, making off with 47 pieces of jewelry. Uh, a decade ago, The Guardian estimated that the Panthers had made off with a total of 330 million euros, which is like 422 million pounds in stolen or dollars. Sorry, the currency is going back and forth in these articles. Uh, in stolen diamonds and jewels over the course of 341 thefts. And then that like this article says it's 200 to 300 operatives, um, or it could be a core group of 30. Like it's just, it seems like I, I'm getting punked here. At TFAF, 
last year, the robbers wore suits with newsboy hats and carried guns uh, using a sledgehammer to smash display cases before making off with their loot on electric scooters. (laughs) Is this fake? Oh my god, I'm going to be so embarrassed if it is. The most valuable piece in their 10-piece haul was a necklace with a 114-carat vivid yellow diamond that's estimated to be about $29 million. A British company investigating the crime for the jewelry's jeweler's insurers had denied that the figure is actually that high, but um, it can't be a small number. So there's a pretty high reward out for uh, any information that leads to the return of the jewels, but the black market value for valuable stones uh, leaves prospects for their return dim. Detectives working with Interpol and Europol recently recovered one of the stolen pieces, but not the yellow diamond. The news of the Pink Panther's involvement comes as TFAF prepares to open its latest edition and first to take place during its regular dates, which, uh, you know, had been thrown off, I guess, because of COVID. One of them during COVID times was a really big super spreader event. The New York Times reported that the fair is beefing up security measures in the wake of last year's shocking incident, adding metal detectors at the entrance and requiring visitors to check their bags. Why there weren't metal detectors last year is kind of beyond me at an art fair, but who am I to say? Um, Despite last year's crime, Art News says TFAP will still welcome 270 dealers offering a wide range of art, antiquities, design, jewelry, and antiques. The London jewelry dealer was the victim of the heist and declined an invitation to uh, return at this year's fair. I I don't know what to think about this story, but I, I thought everyone should know that uh, seems to be a real-life Pink Panther group out there it is giving like oceans a energy a little bit but like the sandra bullock women version oh right uh it is interesting like in terms of the coverage it seems as though all the reporting is mostly coming from the jewels that were stolen the dollar amount that type of thing Uh, Mm -hmm. It doesn't mention, because I feel like with some of the art high stories that we have, we have people who are like held kidnapped. We have a lot of like security guards who (laughs) are like involved or we like are able to get their like actual perspective, like an interview perspective, you know, right from someone who was like essentially held hostage, like in a museum. This is giving none of this, which I think adds to the, is this real like backdoor? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's real. <laughs> I mean, we love a good high story. So, and Just also, want you to know, like, in by all accounts and for all intents and purposes. I did research on this. I just like, I want you to know I actually put work into this. Like, I just like, like, it, it sounds like I'm making it up. <laughs> it sounds like you're making it up because like, you're still convinced that like, this is not real. The energy yeah. is like feeding from this side of the computer. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm like, I just don't you... believe in the work that I did. So. <laughs> um, there is still a way to recover from this story. 
and it is some sparkling diamond art news. <gasps> oh my God. The biggest cultural reset of my life. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> truly. Truly. I needed it. Um, so of course, Moulin Rouge has been on Broadway for quite some time, and they have had no shortage of just talented people mm-hmm. play these roles, but freaking Jojo. 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 The Jojo. Too little, too late, Jojo. The Jojo. The Aquamarine Jojo (laughs) will be playing Satine. It's true. And I must go. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And I must go. She looks incredible. I shared, I hope everybody saw it. I shared it on APT's story. Uh, She came in for a little wardrobe fitting and just absolutely stunning. I'm so incredibly excited for her. I just, I just absolutely love it. It feels like my like childhood fandom and my like adult fandom like collide, which is just Mm, perfection. I sang Come What May at karaoke this weekend. (laughs) And let me tell you, that is not a karaoke song whatsoever. Yeah, that's kind of a long one. It's not long. Did you sing it as a duet? Yeah, I did. My friend Niku signed me up and she was like, I picked a song for you. (laughs) Great. I was like, oh my God. She was like, don't worry. It's not Gaga. And I was like, wait, then what is it? And they had a a whole ass list of songs from Moulin Rouge. And obviously everyone knows I love Moulin Rouge and I've come what may like tattooed my body, but it's come what may. And we're in like this like little divey, cute karaoke bar. And it was like, I was like, are people even going to know come what may? Just so awkward. Like, not in my range, not a karaoke song. Did you but, get through the whole thing? Or did oh, you get like, yeah. what was I going to do? Like, stop. No, 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 no. There wasn't a stage per se. It was a, it was oh, a, uh, oh, was, was, was there a taxidermy moose <laughs> behind you? <laughs> Booing uh, you off the stage? No, I did not get booed, but it just, it was so funny. And I, I, you know what though? But like, she's totally right to sign me up for that because at least once in my life, I would have had to sing Come With Me at karaoke. Well, and now I did it and I can move on and just know that that's only meant for Bianca in the shower or in the car when she's alone. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the vocals are turned up way high. Um, also funny story. So I, Theban and I went to a benefit this weekend for a nonprofit in Tulsa and it was a like trivia night was kind of the like entertainment part mm. of the benefit and it was pop culture and <gasps> it was like bubble theme. And so one of the pop culture questions, it had a picture of Moulin Rouge and it said name the actor, actress and director. And when I tell you I shined at my table. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So I did a pretty good uh, with this trivia. My table definitely did lose, but um, I feel like oh. I I get a lot of trivia anxiety, but I did. I feel like I actually did very good. I definitely made okay. up for my drunk Josh Thoughts trivia. 
Oh, nice. Which well, was that's not a matter. That was not so good. <laughs> that's why that no work. <laughs> well, uh, that was a uh, that was a great little little update, little little mini episode in there for you. Um, we do have some some exciting episodes coming up in the month of March. We have two very special guests who will be joining us for Women's History Month. We're super excited to have them on. So um, definitely look out for for that episode. And uh, happy Women's History Month, everyone. Oh my gosh, yes. Absolutely. Happy Women's History Month. Nothing like a Bachelorette recap to celebrate the month. Truly, truly. <laughs> well, don't forget, you can like, follow, subscribe, unsubscribe if you wish. Art Pop Talk across your social media, artpoptalk at gmail.com. You can email us, uh, artpoptalk.com for our website. Got some merch on there. Make sure you got your, your little stickers, your little magnets. And Gianna, without further ado, I'm going to kachiga myself out of this uh, – <laughs> This recording here. <laughs> yes, I do need to kachiga myself out of this recording, but I do love you and I love everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope everyone has a great Women's History Month and we will talk to you all in two Tuesdays. Bye everyone. Bye. Art Pop Talk's executive producers are me, Bianca Martucci-Fink. And me, Gianna Martucci-Fink. Music and sounds are by Josh Turner and photography is by Adrian Turner. And our graphic designer is Sid Hammond. <laughs>